Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Mike with the Aliante Community Baptist Church. We invite you, your family, and friends to join us as we study God's Word. So, let's begin.
Amen. So beautiful. We're so, so blessed and so fortunate. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. All the time and in, and in every way. Amen. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles uh, this morning to the Gospel of Luke. And again, we welcome all of you and those are listening by other means at home or perhaps in the car, uh, internet. We welcome all of you to turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew as we look at the blessing, or we're going to look at one of those blessings today, um, blessings given to those who have faith in the Lord uh, Jesus Christ, and it's Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to be looking at verses 53 through 58, Matthew chapter 13, verses 53 through 58. Now, we... Uh, Last time, the week before last, we looked at the, this particular uh, event in the life of the Lord Jesus. He had gone back home to the city of Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And you'll recall that we looked at his message. And contained within that message was the special message that God had anointed him to preach, to proclaim. And of course, it was the message of love. The message of forgiveness, the message of life, the message of freedom and, and liberty. And we stopped there at just looking at, at the message. We didn't look at the, the response of the people. And so we're going to be looking here at what the response was to what Jesus had shared there in the city of, of Nazareth. And so before we, before we read, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and God, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today as we study your holy word, we pray that you be our teacher through God the Holy Spirit to the honor and to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we learn, and may we, Lord, be reminded of the wonderful privilege and responsibility that we have as children of the kingdom, to live our lives in such a way that honors you, that is beneficial to the kingdom of God and beneficial to our own country and within our own neighborhood. sharing your love and doing so effectively, knowledgeably, and above all, empowered by your Holy Spirit. Speak to us now, O Lord, we pray. In the name of our Savior, Jesus, amen. And so reading in the 13th chapter in the book of Matthew, beginning at verse 53. Now it came to pass, when Jesus had finished these parables, that he departed from them. When he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? 
Is not his mother called Mary, and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his own house. Now, he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So our first point today to consider, and that is the limits of human reasoning. The limits of human reasoning. Now, I am not anti-education. I was a principal. I'm a retired elementary school principal. And I also taught at the university level and taught a few seminary uh, classes and those kinds of things. And I like to consider myself an educated person. <laughs> However, when human reasoning is used to undermine the truth of God or used in such a way to reject God, the Bible calls it foolishness. Notice here that their response to the things that Jesus said caused them to be closed-minded. Human reasoning based on visible information. You say, well, the facts. I'm interested in the facts, man. Show me the facts, right? Well, the fact is, is that human beings don't know very much. That we know to be true. All of the money. Imagine billions, if not trillions of dollars that are spent trying to figure out what's in outer space. And I realize that we have to have a space force now because there are countries and there are enemies within our own country that want to undermine us and, and, and overtake us. And so we have to have a force. We have to have a military force to protect us. As a matter of fact, most people don't understand that if you read the Constitution, one of the primary reasons for having a, a budget in the U.S. Treasury is to fund the military. That's actually the number one. Okay? That, is the, that is the primary reason for a treasury. Because if you don't defend your country, you will not have a country. But human reasoning based on, on this visible information, they said, well, where did he get all this information? Well, we know him. He, he grew up here. What makes him so smart or so special? They were unwilling to consider the divine work of God. Again, all the scientists trying to figure out the origin of life. <laughs> the Bible tells you 
the origin of life, doesn't it? God has already given us information regarding the origin of life. Life begins with Him. And that's all we need to know. There's a lot of stuff that God has chosen not to tell us. Kind of like when you were raising your kids, right? <laughs> you didn't tell them everything, did you? No. And this idea that we somehow have to have everything figured out just is not correct. Their closed-minded and self-centeredness results in anger and in an attempt to harm and possibly even kill Jesus if that were possible. Over in the account in the Gospel of Luke, I have it written there for you, in chapter 4, verses 14 through 30, at the end, they become so angry with him that they actually try to throw him off a cliff. And you see, that's how people oftentimes react to us when we're sharing the gospel with them. Oftentimes, that's how people react when they don't get their way. And what have we seen across our country? Sadly. Seeing all of these riots and protesting and looting, and then people actually taking the position that they're justified in looting, stealing, destroying property, and those kinds of things? No, it's not right. It is not right under any condition. And the spineless politicians, dishonest politicians, who are unwilling to take a position and to, to tell the truth, they ought to resign. They ought to give up their position. Wisdom comes from God. They were asking the question, where did he get all of this wisdom? Where did he get all of this? Well, the Bible teaches that wisdom comes from God. They acknowledged that the things Jesus spoke of and discussed were wise, but they didn't discern God's wisdom. For he was standing right in their midst. The Bible refers to him as wisdom. Jesus is the wisdom of God because he is God in human flesh. They acknowledged his mighty works, but they didn't acknowledge him. They didn't respect him. They didn't honor him. And those people doing all that they were doing last summer and still continue to do these things, they're not honoring the country. They're not honoring the memory of those who gave their lives for this country. Do you know that over 600,000 lives were given during our civil war between the South and the North so that all people could, in fact, be free? And do you know that, that our country is really unique? It really is unique. God has tremendously blessed this country. And sadly, there are so many 
who are unwilling to acknowledge that God has blessed this country. Well, they didn't honor Jesus. And notice, they limited themselves through human reasoning. The Bible says that God's people are to live by faith and not by sight. Amen? That means that we don't have to understand it all, but we know that our God always does what is right and good. And we can trust in Him. And we can live by His standard, knowing that when we do live by His standard, that we are honoring Him. And even though we may suffer in this life and you don't have to live long to know or to experience suffering. And suffering comes in so many different ways. But even in the midst of suffering, we know this. Our God is faithful. And our God is good. And our God is kind. Our God is loving and compassionate. Amen. But notice, they didn't possess the wisdom to discern who Jesus really was. God gives his people spiritual insight. And we studied in our Sunday school lesson this morning that after the resurrection and Jesus appeared to the disciples, they were all together in this room, that he then opened their mind to understand the scripture. And what was that scripture that, that he enabled them to understand? It was the Old Testament. The Old Testament. And we mentioned in Sunday school that the, the Old Testament that we have is the same book which is referred to as the Tanakh that the Jewish people have. The same books. They have them arranged in a little different order. But the books are all the same. And it was those books that the Lord Jesus Christ used to teach the disciples, to open their mind, to open their understanding, to teach them about his life, his death, and his resurrection. God's people are to know the scripture. Notice our third point. What were the results of unbelief? So many people who reject and refuse to believe. Notice. First of all, they were offended in him. They were filled with their own pride. Their own pride and trying to figure things out. Well, if I can't figure it out, I'm just not going to believe it. And that's the position that so many take today. If they can't figure it all out, well, then I'll just wait and when I die, I've got a few things that I'm going to ask God, a few things that I'm going to tell him, a few things that we're going to get straightened out. Oh, my. And then notice, they forfeited the blessing of God because of their human reasoning. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't use what God has given to us. He's given to us the faculty to think. He's given us a brain to think. And as a matter of fact, I've mentioned to you before that every single person in this room has the capacity for genius. Yes, you do. 
Every single one of you. And here's the other thing. Every single person in here has a tremendous memory. But you've allowed yourself to believe that your memory isn't very good. And that is just not correct. You have a tremendous memory. Now, you may be a little low on the energy side, okay? Because you have to engage energy. See, you have to be willing to expend the energy to force yourself to use that memory, to use that brain, and to, in fact, fully realize your potential. God has given us tremendous brains. Well, they forfeited the blessing of God through human reasoning. Now, we're to use the reasoning of the mind that God has given to us. And we should really use the time that God has given to us to study His holy word. And then notice, He did not do many mighty works there. And it gives the reason. He didn't do many mighty works there. He did some, but He didn't do many. And why not? Because of their unbelief. And sadly, I mentioned this, I started to mention this on, on Wednesday, this, this past Wednesday, that many Christians, even though they know Jesus as their Savior, they live their lives in unbelief. Instead of living by faith, they have to figure everything out. They have to try to, to figure everything out and do everything their own way because it makes sense to them. Or I tell you what, it doesn't make sense, human through human reasoning, for the Israelites to march around the city of Jericho, right? To march around for six days, and then on the seventh day, to march around it seven times, and then to begin hollering and shouting and blowing the trumpets. What they had to do was they had to have faith in God. They had to believe in God, and they had to obey. And when they did, well, we know the rest of the story. The walls came tumbling down. So, what are those blessings? We're going to look at some blessings over the over the course of the next several weeks. But the first one is the blessing of wisdom. <coughs> the blessing of wisdom. Now the Bible says over in Psalm 111, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Notice they were asking the question, where did he get all this wisdom? They, they, they acknowledged that what he was saying was wise. But they, they stated, where in the world did all of that come from? Well, the Bible teaches us where it comes from. Wisdom comes from God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I want to read a quote from the New American Commentary. It says, this fear is not abject terror. You'll read that in English. Fear? No, not abject terror. Nor is it simply reverential awe. It includes that. 
but it's a deep-seated humility grounded in an abiding awareness of one's absolute dependence for existence on the undeserved mercy of Yahweh, God. Let me read that last part again. An abiding awareness of one's absolute dependence for existence on the undeserved mercy of God. Nothing that we have do we deserve. Yet God has given it all to us. God is so gracious and so kind. As a matter of fact, if you read that Psalm 111, Psalm 111 and Psalm 112 really are companion psalms. And in Psalm 111, all of the glories, the attributes of God are described. He's compassionate. He's merciful. He's kind. He's loving. He's forgiving. He's patient. He's wise. He's the creator, the provider, the faithful one, the tender one, the gentle Yes, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then human wisdom is foolishness. That's what the book of Corinthians says. Yes. Now, where is wisdom found? So let's, let's turn to James. Let's turn to the book of James, the first chapter. And you're probably familiar with the, uh, with the passage. The first chapter of the book of James. And beginning at verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith. Notice that? Let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man, or woman, suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Wisdom is a gift that is given to us by God. Spiritual illumination of Scripture. Now over in the book of, of Deuteronomy, and, and you can read that later, but, but in that passage in, in Deuteronomy, Moses is, is talking to the people, and we've been looking through the book of Deuteronomy on Wednesday nights. But early on, he, he tells them what people, what nation in all of the world is like you. A nation to whom God has given the wisdom of his commandments and his laws. You see, the, the wise person is a law-abiding person, not a law-breaker. 
The wise person is a respectful one. We'll, we'll get that. We'll get to that here when we get down to D. But notice that he says that, that wisdom is a gift from God. The person says, well, I don't, I don't feel very wise. That's not God's fault. God wants his children to be wise. So ask him and believe that he will give you the answer to your prayer. He will make you wise. Now you know that we have to ask, right? We have to knock and we have to seek. That means, we again, we have to put forth the effort. There is a tremendous amount of time in every day. 24 hours in every day. You hear people say, I just don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. You have the same amount of time that Abraham Lincoln had, 24 hours in every day. 24 hours in every day. So much time to spend studying God's Word. If I were to challenge you to spend as much time in God's Word as you spend watching TV, or perhaps even listening to music, how much time would you be spending in God's Word? If you just spent the same amount of time. You say, well, there aren't enough hours in the day. <laughs> Wisdom comes from God. Now notice godly wisdom. Now, in that same book in James, turn to the third chapter. And notice, notice the, the characteristics of this wisdom that's, that's from God. Now let's, uh, let's read there. James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. When you see all these people doing this stuff across the nation and even around the world and all the things that they say and the way that they act and the lies that they tell, that wisdom is demonic. And you've heard me call it out time and time again. That behavior is wicked and it is evil. It is demonic. Because it destroys. Anyone can tear down a statue. It doesn't take a whole lot of talent to tear down a statue. It doesn't take a whole lot of talent to destroy, to break a window, to steal. I guess unless you're one of those you know, fancy art thieves. But you understand the point. What does it say here? Self-seeking, all of this, that is demonic. That is what it is. But he goes on, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, humble, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who made peace. Notice that godly wisdom is pure. 
It's another word for holy, godly. That's God's wisdom. Peaceable. Over in Psalm 37, 37, it says, Mark the blameless or the perfect person, man, woman. The blameless one. And what you'll notice is that they're a person of peace. Who walks in the path of peace and their future is one of peace. It says that God's wisdom is gentle. 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 God's people are to be gentle, not harsh. Not harsh. Not angry people. We're to be gentle people. The Bible says over in the book of Proverbs, 1632, greater, wiser, is the man, the person who rules his spirit than the one who captures or takes a city by violence. It goes on. Humble. Humble. God's wisdom is, is humble. Meek. Doesn't force its way. Merciful. Merciful. We're to be, above all people, we're to be merciful people. Included in, in mercy is, is patience. Isn't God patient with us? God is so patient with us. And when you consider all of the people in the Bible, and you notice that the Bible, the, the Bible just tells it like it is, right? <laughs> the good stuff and the bad stuff. It tells you everything about their lives. I'm sure if David had his way, he would like a lot of stuff left out, wouldn't he? I think Moses too. He would like a lot of that stuff just left out, just like you and me. We'd like a lot of that, oh, would you like to go back and redo some things? Change some of the, the decisions that you made. Yeah. But God is so patient and merciful. Noah, the Bible says that, that Noah found grace. The word in the Hebrew is hesed. It means a merciful, gracious, gracious acceptance of, by God of Noah. Because Noah was not without fault. He was a faithful man. And God forgave him. Beneficial. Here's one. Beneficial in, in the passage that I read. Full of good fruit. In other words, it's, it's beneficial. God's wisdom builds up, edifies. We're to be a, a benefit to the kingdom of God and a benefit to our country and a benefit to our community. We're to be a benefit to our families. And where we work or where we play or take leisure, wherever, the, wherever we find ourselves, we ought to be beneficial to the people that we interact with. We ought to be a bright moment in an individual's life. That's wise. And then notice, I put non-partial, it should be impartial there. 
God's wisdom is impartial. We're to treat all people with love and respect. Now, I understand that some people are real hard to get along with. You might know one or two people like that. And yet, in spite of all of that, we're to do our best to yield to God the Holy Spirit who lives within us, and it's God's Spirit who then will enable us to be patient and merciful with this person that we would really like to tell off. Yeah. The thing that you have to always consider is if I actually tell this person what I'm thinking, how will I then win them to the Lord? Which of the two is more important? Which of the two is more important? To really set your neighbor straight or to win them to the Lord? Which of the two is more important? Non-hypocritical. God's people are not to be hypocrites. And yet the fact is that the church is full of them. And you've heard me say before, when I'm inviting someone to church and they say, well, you know, the church is full of hypocrites. And I'll respond by saying, well, then you'll fit right in, won't you? <laughs> and, you know, they kind of take a double they look. <laughs> but the, the truth is that we're all hypocrites. You see, God's wisdom is honest. Amen? Amen. Wisdom describes one with moral insight and skill in the practical issues of life. And so as we bring this message to a close here, there is a question. What is the current condition of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? What is the current condition of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Now some of these points you've, you've seen before, but we've, we've uh, expanded them. So here's the first question. Are you saved? Do you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know him as your Savior? Have you accepted him? Have you, have you acknowledged that you are a sinner in need of forgiveness? If not, accept the Lord Jesus Christ today. In this moment, in this hour. Ask him. To forgive you, Lord. I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I acknowledge that you died upon the cross, shedding your blood to pay the penalty for my sin. Save me. I ask you to give me eternal life, to come into my life, to be my Savior, to be my Lord. And help me to live my life 
in a way that honors you. Are you actively engaged in prayer? As a Christian, we ought to be actively engaged in prayer. The Bible says that we're to pray, 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 that is to pray without ceasing. And we're to ask God for his wisdom. Are you growing in faith and wisdom? Devote yourself to the study of God's word. Pray for spiritual insight, that is, wisdom. Now notice, not so that you can pat yourself on the back on how much you know. That's not the reason for it. But rather to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you know, it really is a tragedy when someone who calls themselves a Christian can't explain to someone how to be a Christian. It's tragic. When a Christian can't explain the gospel to someone so that they can come to know Jesus as Savior. And the fact is, is that many little children can explain the gospel. And they have no problem doing it. Oh, they can make it really entertaining with some of the things that they'll say and the way that they'll explain some things. Okay? And their creativity. But they get to the point. Man, if you don't accept Jesus as your Savior, well, you're going to die and I, I'm not saying a curse were here, but you're going to go to hell. <coughs> That's what the Bible calls it. And I would really be happy if you accepted Jesus so that we could be in heaven together. Because you're my friend. Are you growing in your faith? And then D, are you faithful? Are you faithful? If you are, continue to be a faithful disciple of the Lord. But if you're not, become one. Ask God to help you to be a faithful Christian. A faithful child of God. Don't look for excuses to avoid your responsibility as a Christian. But rather look for opportunities to serve God. God, to honor the Lord. Again, are you a faithful, wise witness? A wise witness is one who is knowledgeable, and we're going to be looking at that next week. Knowledge and understanding, for those are also blessings that God gives to his people, those who believe in him. When Jesus appeared to the disciples there in the upper room, he opened their mind. He opened their understanding to the scripture so that they could see him, his life, his message, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and his return. Jesus is coming back again. Amen. And we're to live. We're to live with that ever in our minds 
Share the message of the messenger, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Live with Jesus today, tomorrow, and every day thereafter. Every day of your life. And so, as we sing this hymn of, of invitation, the invitation is God's invitation. Now, a person can be like those folks down in Nazareth. Well, this doesn't make sense. Where in the world did he get all this, this wisdom? Well, I, I have some questions that I want to answer before I, before I commit. No, commit your life to Christ today because he is the answer to all of life's issues. He is the wisdom of God. Give your life to him for he has given his life to you. Let's stand, please, and sing. You're here today, and maybe you've not accepted Jesus as Savior. Now is the time. Maybe you need to rededicate your life. Now is the time. Or to follow in, in believers' baptism. You come, or to join this fellowship and serve the Lord here. You come as we sing. We pray that you have been blessed by today's lessons from God's Word, and we invite you to contact us with any questions that you may have, especially questions regarding your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to help you with your walk of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and with your understanding of His Holy Word, the Bible. Our contact information is listed in the podcast show notes. May God richly bless you.